Hey everyone, I'm Abby with the hairdryer. And I'm Jenny with the curling iron. Welcome to Blame It on the Badge. Your weekly vagina talk with your besties. This week we're talking sex and dating in your 60s and 70s. But first, how's your badge this week, Abby? My badge is good. Um, no complaints. It's happy because, well, my whole body's happy because I just got my first uh, vaccination for COVID. Yay! Yay! So I got the Pfizer, which means I think I go back in three weeks for my second. And um, I had just a few side effects. My arm was sore right after getting the shot. And then um, the next day in the evening, I kind of it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks at that point. And I was just feeling exhausted and, and, um, weak and I totally passed out. I took a nap earlier that day so I could totally have some me time, which my me time is a little bit different than your me time, Jenny, but <laughs> I yeah, just I wanted... got a new box downstairs. That's got some more me time in it. <laughs> right. Right. I just wanted to watch the Britney Spears documentary. But that didn't happen because I totally passed out on the couch for like two hours. And my kids put themselves to bed, which was awesome. Um, but I feel better this morning. So it should be all behind me now. You're not growing a third limb or nope. out of your badge. Yeah. The chip in my, you know, the chip they put in, though, uh, feels, it. I can kind of feel it. But I think that'll go away after a while. Yeah, you won't be able to tell when they activate it. As yeah, much. yeah, yeah. So, how's your badge, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> My badge is doing great, actually. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm super excited. Apparently, I only had my period for four days. So, that was a total reset with the progesterone. So, now I just have to get rid of the weight that it put on yeah. in the six weeks. So, I think I have eight more pounds to go. You'll get it. You'll do it. I will. I will. And I finished. I finished CrossFit 21.2, the workout this week for the CrossFit Open, even with the extra eight pounds on. So take that, body. Yeah. So I'm excited. How about you, Deb? How's your badge? (laughs) My badge is old. But it's still work in good working condition, I'm happy to say. Um, I guess the cool thing about being older is I don't have periods anymore, and I'm way past menopause, and I love that. It's the best part. You know, you can still you can still have sex. You don't have to worry about getting pregnant. You know, um, I don't get nearly as many um, urinary tract issues or... Um, yeast issues or any of the crap I used to get when I was young. Um, so, yeah, and you can wear the granny panties and, and not have to worry about it that much because, you know, not too many people are looking. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we have something to look forward to, Abby. It's not going to be all horrible. <laughs> Actually, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> We just got to get through that menopause, that perimenopause, menopause part. 
yeah. Yeah, that's, not a, that's no picnic. I mean, I don't, I don't envy, but you know, the other side, it's way, it's, once you get there, it's way worth it. At least in my, in my um, experience, everybody's experience is different. So. That's nice. It's good to have something to look forward to. <laughs> Society isn't really that kind to women as we age, so we're owed a little something. Uh, that's absolutely true. I agree. <clears throat> we should uh, be glad that you're not starting dating in your in your 60s and 70s. <laughs> <laughs> what is that like? So tell us well, your your story, a little a little background first. How well, did you get to that point? I was um, I was married. I was with the same man for 27 years, um, and it wasn't a real happy relationship. There was a lot of infidelity, kind of on both sides, and we just never met each other's needs um, very well in in many ways, not just in the bedroom. And so when I um, I was separated from him, I met a guy. And it was love at first kiss. I mean, he kissed me and I just like melted, like my knees went weak. And I was like going, holy shit, that's what this is supposed to feel like. And yeah, and it it was pretty great. I mean, he was really wonderful. And we got, um, we ended up getting married two years after we met, two and a half. And we were together for, all together, we were together for, 12 years, I guess, and he, uh, uh, 10 years in, he, he got cancer, and uh, he died in uh, December of 2016, and he died at home, and I was there with him, and it was a huge gift to be able to have that and to share that, um, for me to be there for him with everything that we had, that he had given me. Because what he gave me, the biggest gift that he gave me, was somebody who thought that I was the most incredible person, the most incredible woman, the sexiest woman, the most beautiful woman. You know, I knew that it wasn't true, but in his eyes, it was, and that's all that mattered. And he gave me that gift, which in my two previous marriages, I'd never had before. I'd never had anybody that made me feel like I was okay, like I was complete, just the way I was. Didn't have to change anything, and that was a remarkable gift. So when he passed away, I mean, I'm pretty sexually active. I like intimacy. I like touch. I like um, most all the aspects that go along with sex. And so I thought, well, when you're young, you think that's all a guy wants is probably sex, and sometimes you're okay with that, and if you're not, then you need to make that choice. But when you're old, you don't ever think about the fact that lots of guys really are over that part of their life. They don't really want sex anymore, and um, which I think is why a lot of older women end up with younger guys, because their sexuality is still oftentimes pretty active and a lot of men are like going, I'd rather play golf 
you know, or whatever, which is fine. But that makes total sense. Yeah, I don't want that as a partner. I knew that I didn't want that as a partner. And it, to be honest, I don't even know if a full-time partner is even what I want now. Because what I wanted in 2017 and what I want now are kind of are kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as dating goes, it was hysterical. I mean, I went on this dating website. Um, Do you know which purple. one that you went on? Yeah, that senior people meet or our time or whatever the hell they call it. it, (laughs) it, it, They advertise it on TV now. It's like dating for seniors 50 and over. And I'm thinking 50 is fucking young. (laughs) Yeah, wait a minute. (laughs) 50 is young in my situation. So I feel like I am. Anyway, so I went on, and I met some really nice guys. I met some real assholes, um, which you are going to find anywhere. But the one thing I thought was weird was in my profile, I put that I was never going to get married again, because I never will. I've been married three times. There's no reason in the world at this point in my life why I would get married, unless... now that I'm in, now that I have somebody in my life, that's changed a little too, just because you want to be able to be there and take care of people if you want, if you want to, if something happens. Kind so, of like legally, almost like yes, you'll be like, able to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Abby. That's exactly it. So I was, um, but you'd meet a guy and you'd go out on a date and you'd like, I need, because of that kiss with Ray, which happened on my our first date, I need to be able to kiss somebody to know if I really even want to go out with them a second time. I need to know that part because I will know when I kiss somebody. And that old thing where you got to kiss a lot of frogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was not comfortable and or fun for me because I was just uh, I kept going you know you have to remember nobody's going to be Ray nobody's going to be you know you just need I just wanted somebody that I connected with not just talking but also on some kind of a physical level like I wanted there to be an attraction and so that didn't end up working out very well um there were the other thing is they all want to get married. I was shocked how many of them were like, "If you don't ever want to get married, then I don't even want to talk to you." And then you would meet guys that lived in Texas that were like, "I'll fly up tomorrow," and I'm like, "Oh hell no!" And <laughs> then you'll meet. Um, let's see, I wrote some stuff down yesterday. Um, a lot of guys in my age group. Um, sex is not important to them. Like I was talking about golf. Well, sex is not important to them. And I think a lot of times it's because uh, as far as performance goes, they struggle with that when they get older. Like women, there are things we can do. If we want to have sex, we have all kinds of lubricants and like, you know, we have toys. We have things that keep us connected to that part, to those parts of us, to our vagina. You know, but men, 
even though I'm sure they still uh, connect with themselves too, <laughs> that in some ways, I don't know if I mean, they feel like they need Viagra or something like that in order to perform at a certain level. And I had to explain to um, the guy I'm with now and also another guy along the way, kind of, I had to explain to them that when you're, when you're my age, you don't necessarily want somebody that can go all night. You know, you want a really good one and done. You know, I mean, I don't want somebody that's going to say, you know, I, I mean, if that's what happened, that would be one thing. But I feel pretty lucky to have good sex, you know, once a week, twice a week. Um, and I, I feel fortunate with that. I have friends my age who haven't had sex in four or five years who are married. Yeah. You know, there's reasons for that. But. You still, I mean, I need that to be part of my life. So I'm very fortunate. Um, That's so. interesting that that you say that they all want to get married because I feel like um, when you're dating in your 30s and 40s, nobody wants to get married and they're like running away from it. But then I guess by the time they're in their 60s, they're like, okay, yeah, now I'm ready. And at that point, you're like, nope, I've already been married. I don't want to get married. Yeah, been there, done that. Right. But they right. also they also don't really want the kind of marriage that I would require, and and they want somebody to take care of them. And I'm okay with that to a point. I mean, I'm a caregiver by nature. Um, I think, which is why it's easy for me to be in a relationship. But after being with Ray. I need somebody who reciprocates, who can go, oh, the dishes need to be done. I'll go do them. You know, like you need more of a partner. Yeah. I want somebody who is who thinks of me when I'm not there, you know, who doesn't expect me to be uh, something, you know, if I feel like making breakfast, I'll make breakfast. And I don't feel like that's required of me. But I do it because I want to. I want to do shit because I want to and not because somebody else isn't. I don't want to feel resentful in a relationship, you know. And it seems like they're still of that, you know, in in your generation, they're still thinking that they want somebody to take care of them all the time. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I'm really lucky. The, the the guy that I'm with, and I asked if it was okay if I talked about him. <laughs> he, we met at a friend's 70th birthday party. Okay, and so this isn't online then. This is, you didn't meet no, him online. Okay. Person, yeah, and it's been four years almost. Um, we met, he, his wife died of cancer six months before Ray did. And so that's another thing. When you're a widow, everybody's divorced. And so there's all this baggage with um, anger about relationships. And sometimes there's a lot of unresolved stuff oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And there's unresolved stuff with being a widow too. Trust me on that. But you, it's easier for a widow to be with a widow 
You know what it's like. Exactly. You have this common ground. He can talk about his um, wife who passed away, who they were together. They, they were together for 33 years and they got divorced in the middle and then they got back together again and then they got (laughs) married. (laughs) So they they were together a long time. And, and so we have this common ground. I have pictures of Ray everywhere, but I also have pictures of myself and um, Mike everywhere, you know, we're, and, and we have pictures at his house of he, of him and his wife and pictures of the two of us. And so, yeah, it's a really like a better, yeah, like a better understanding that you have, that you each have of the other person and what they went through and, and everything. The respect as well for that. Absolutely. Relationship. Yeah. Both of those things. Yeah. Uh, but when we met, it was really funny because it was a big party and there were three guys there who were single. And my friend, who's the wife of the guy whose birthday it was, she's known Mike for as almost as long as she's known me, maybe even longer. And we and we go back 40 years. Um, so she kept trying to hook me up with these guys not really really but like oh yeah let's dance let's do this you know (laughs) and one of them I thought was kind of attractive turns out he and Mike are best friends they've known each other since second grade and knowing what I know now I'm so grateful I didn't get connected with him in any way he's a lovely guy but he's more like my brother and then um the other guy really kind of had a girlfriend kind of part-time. And we get along really well still. We're good friends. But Mike didn't even make a move. Like, he didn't even get out of his chair. He just kind of, <laughs> was kind of like checking it all out. And um, we had a very short conversation. And then he, um, <clears throat> the next week, he started Facebook stalking me. like. <laughs> I we can we were became friends on Facebook and he was liking everything and commenting on everything. Oh yeah, he likes you. And so finally I sent him a message. I said, So are are you gonna continue to just Facebook stalk me or are we actually gonna have a real conversation or meet in person? Oh my god, that's amazing. So he was like Okay. <laughs> and we made a date and went and had lunch and it was lovely and it was on the water. Um and so then we took a walk along the water and we hugged each other, which felt really good. He's kind of a bear of a guy and I kinda like that. It felt good. And uh then we kissed each other and I was going, Okay, this is gonna work. And uh we've been seeing each other ever since. <clears throat> He was uh, he's um, totally different than Ray. There's some things about him that I actually like better. I can be myself more. I can swear, you know, around Ray, I just kind of wanted to. I could be myself, but I was kind of a better version of myself because I didn't. I don't know. I swear a lot. And, <laughs> and around Ray, I didn't because he didn't. And I didn't want yeah. it. So um anyway so 
and he's become part of the family. You know, my granddaughter who lives with me, or Ray's granddaughter, but she's mine too now. Um, she she likes him. They get along fine. I get along with his family. He's got seven grandkids. He's got a daughter who's 53. He started really young. So he's got three kids. So it's all good. We're we're good, you know. But we he didn't he didn't think that he had um I don't even know how to say this properly, right? But he didn't think that he had good enough equipment to satisfy a woman. And I and he really had issues about that. And I think partly because his first wife cheated on him, and uh, and he and and his second wife. I don't know exactly. We haven't talked much about their sex life because it's really none of my business. Mm-hmm. But that being said, he did not. He was like concerned, really concerned, and really felt like he was going to be disappointed uh, to me in terms of in the bedroom. And even though he is totally different in the bedroom, you know, like in terms of of physically, in terms of he's, it works really well. And he was using Viagra when we first started, and it wasn't really there for me. I mean, it's like he couldn't, he couldn't come. It was like he just would just want to keep going and going and going, but he would be, he couldn't, you know, yeah, he couldn't finish. And I was like, so one time we ended up just trying without the Viagra and he's never used it since. He's just fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he's really affectionate like he loves he likes to touch more than I do which is um I'm more like you guys were talking about the the kisses on the neck and stuff like that or the pat the butt when you walk by or whatever mm-hmm. more I do that kind of stuff more than he does but he loves to be close and to um <clears throat> and hold hands and snuggle and it's it's really nice to have somebody and that finds you attractive and thinks you're sexy, you know, trying to feel sexy at this age. And you were talking about extra weight, Jenny. <coughs> Excuse me. I was on prednisone. That's another thing that gets in the way of older sex and, um, uh, and just life in general is pain. Um, and a lot of that has to do with diet and things like that. Um, but I've been on prednisone because I was diagnosed with a um, autoimmune disease uh, two years ago, and um, I'm just now weaning off the prednisone. And I was diagnosed with osteoarthritis in my hands last week. It, I mean, my hands have been horribly painful, and I knew that's probably what it was. But so things like that enter into intimacy too. As pain gets in the way of being able to relax and enjoy whatever that looks like, you know, not to mention a busy life or, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of things that can get in the way. And Mike has a pacemaker. So I'm afraid that I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that adds a whole extra level <laughs> to the sex with a pacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's crazy. And then I have animals, so I have you know, a king-size bed, but I have a dog that sleeps on the bed and a cat that sleeps on the bed. And so you have to, you know, when you when you uh, hook up with somebody at later in life, there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lifetime of stuff that kind of comes along with it. And you have to be able to be adaptable. Um, I think that's true of any age. Uh, to be adaptable and to learn what people like. If you love somebody, you find out what they like too. And you don't do that in place of what you like, but you work that in so that there's a balance there. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you have to be, you have to be kind and you have to show people that you care every single day in small ways and that makes uh sexuality easier and more natural because you feel attractive and you feel cared about and you know you we do things like we take really lovely candlelit bubble baths together i have a big soaking tub um we do i don't know we've had a lot of we've had a lot of fun i mean we've been to mexico mexico a couple times we you know, do uh, we both like to travel? We like to, I don't know. We do, we're not not like the younger days where we I used to be okay with having sex outside a lot. <laughs> I find that maybe not as comfortable as it used to be. <laughs> but other things make up fun. So. That's really great, and I. I really like that advice about being adaptable. You know, I'm uh, merging households with my fiance and we moved in together about a year ago and, and, you know, we're only, we're like 40 and we have a hard time, you know, we're both set in our ways and how each of us run a household with our kids, like having to merge that has been really difficult. I can't imagine doing that in my 60s or 70s having to adapt and along with somebody you know as after you've been doing what you're doing for so long and you're so used to the way you do things yeah but having to accept and adapt and with the way that they do things and you know it's challenging for sure yeah yeah well congratulations on that though That's oh great. well thank you <laughs> how old are your kiddos can you do yeah, I've got two, and they are 16 and 8, and then um, I have, and then he has two, and they are um, 9 and 11, and they're all girls. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Mike's seven grandkids, only one is a boy, and he's the oldest. No, no, but there's a girl that's older. He's the second oldest, and the rest are all girls. So, they love their grandpa. 
that's the other thing I think you can really tell about somebody. I would never date somebody who did not have a relationship with their children. Um, if they don't have a relationship with their children or even be able to uh, get along with an ex-spouse, a former spouse, to be able to, I don't mean you have to be besties. I mean, you have to be able to be in the same room, have, you know, a pleasant experience for the other people, your children primarily. And, yeah, I mean, that's really crucial to me at this stage in life. You know, you have to, I know going along to get along is not necessarily the best way to live a life, but I think when it, a lot of people, when they're coming out of a, of relationships, there's a lot of animosity and you just have to grow up, you know, at some point. And I, that's one thing that Ray and I had problems with. He could not stand his ex-wife who was Taylor's grandmother who we ended up raising <clears throat> and he didn't even want to be around her. He didn't like her. He was a very nice person. So he did it. But I was the one who came in and kind of brought that whole family into a family situation. You know, his, I still have a good relationship with his younger daughter, his older daughter, who is Taylor's mom. She doesn't like me much, but, you know, that's all right. She doesn't have to. I raised her child, so, you know. Um, but, but we've all, we all got along for the kids. And he didn't want anything to do with her when I came into the picture. And I said, you know what? We're never going to be best friends. We don't have to be, but we need to support her. She's by herself and she's got a lot on her plate. So that's it. it it's family. That's just what you do. Mm -hmm. That's really I mean, good. My ex yeah. My ex-husband used to come over. Jenny knows um, my ex. Um, he used to, we were divorced for five years before he met somebody that he's now married to. And um, he used to come over whether Lindsay was here for Christmas or not. He used to come over and spend Christmas with Ray and me, with my brother, and because he had nowhere else to go. And I was like, well, I don't, we don't, any of us like this situation a whole bunch, but he's my daughter's father. You know, I'm not going to just, it's the holidays, you know, you go. You just got to figure it out. Yeah. And that's really great to have that. We're kind of getting away from sex and dating. <laughs> it all kind of incorporates. I think people my age with sex, if you want to have sex, you do just about everything that you did when you were young. You might not be able to be as acrobatic or flexible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, do you uh, do you have to stretch beforehand? <laughs> Limber up? <laughs> no, no. I, although that might not be such a bad idea sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like you have to like schedule time or are you more impulsive? Well, 
that's a very good question um, because I still have a teenager living here. Um, if she's often not home though, because she's older now, she's 18, um, and her boyfriend basically lives here too. So they kind of stay in the front of the house in her room, and we stay in the back of the house. When we're here, it's not as impulsive, although we oftentimes do have afternoon delight kind of, mm-hmm. you know, let's go lay down and take a nap. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> <What's the top? laughs> so um, I, I'd like to think it's impulsive. It's definitely not planned. Um, but it's also we're not together during the week very often. He lives in his house. I live in my house. That's another thing, you know, Abby, with what you were talking about. We've talked about combining households um, because he's totally alone now. He doesn't have pets or anything. His cat passed away, his wife's cat, um, a couple of years ago. Um, <clears throat> but he doesn't want to move in with a teenager. And I own my home, so I don't want to sell it. I, I pay I get um, <clears throat> a real good deal because I'm a senior and I'm considered low income. So I get a really good deal on my property taxes. So I just stay here. I could rent it out because we've talked about moving in together and combining households, um, but not not with Taylor, with just with the two of us. And I don't know. I mean, I think he feels the same way depending on the day, whether we even want to live together full-time I don't know if we didn't live so far apart I think it would be easier to not live together right right no I totally get that how far away does he live well he I live south of Tacoma and he lives in north Seattle so we're about a 50-minute drive yeah, less than an hour, but with traffic, it can be more. And um, like he came down, he's Irish. He was born in Ireland. So he came down Wednesday for St. Patrick's Day. It took him almost two hours to get here because of traffic. But, you know, he came down and we made St. Patrick's Day fair. And uh, he stayed overnight and then he went back the next day and he's getting a king size bed which I'm so excited because it's hard to sleep he's he's a big guy and I'm small but I'm full figured so um we uh it's a struggle to sleep on his queen size bed with the dog in the middle even though it's a little dog but uh so he decided to get a king size bed so it's being delivered this week so I'm going to go up on Tuesday and help him move furniture around and we're going to move his queen size bed down to my extra bedroom. So anyway, yeah. I mean, we spend, usually we only spend weekends together, Friday night and Saturday night. And then, yeah. And we, having each other during the pandemic has been great. I mean, because we're both kind of on the same level of somewhere between total lockdown quarantine like some of our friends did where they basically never left the house mm-hmm. you know and somewhere between that and oh you know well I 
yeah, maybe I'll wear a mask or whatever, you know, somewhere between the two. We were in the middle because we were, mm-hmm. I was working the whole time and, uh, and I had kids that lived here, but I made them wear masks when they came into the main part of the house. And I said, you stay up there. I, I disinfected everything, you know, the doorknobs, the everything. And, uh, for a while anyway, and then now we're all vaccinated. Even Taylor, my 18 year old got oh, her, good. she got her first vaccine yesterday. Yeah. She has asthma and she works at Starbucks and she lives in a multi-generational family. So right. there good. you go. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't see it necessary to live together or move in together, I don't see why you should, you know, I mean, you do your thing, you do, he does his and it sounds yeah. like you guys have some, I mean, it does kind of suck living so far apart. I know Josh yeah. and I dealt with that. He lived about an hour away when we were dating. So it's hard. And he's, um, and for you guys, you had to arrange kids schedules and stuff too. Yeah. I don't usually have to do that too much. And my work schedule is very flexible. So I, um, yeah, I mean, I, he's looking at, selling the house because he still has a house payment and he could get good money for his house in Seattle right now. So it's like, go ahead and sell it, you know, and then find, he's looking at finding something that's got more room for his eight motorcycles that he likes to work on. And, you know, he wants to, um, a smaller place with like a view maybe and a room to have a big, like three car garage shop. Which I'm like, cool, get that. Get it here in Pierce County and get it closer to me. You know, I would be happy. Right, that would work out really well. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Down the road. Maybe steps, you know? See if you even want to. Yeah. Some days I'm like, oh, God, I wish you didn't have to go. And. You know, just so much nicer when you're cooking. We both like to cook, you know, to cook for somebody else, with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like we like to be in the, in, we're both trying to lose weight now because pandemic, we both gained weight. But, um, you know, it's so nice to have music on and have a bottle of wine and be cooking in the kitchen together and dancing in the kitchen. That's another thing that he did that's really cool. Dancing for a lot of people is a really great way to connect physically. I mean, if a guy's a good dancer, I like to swing dance and I'm not great at it, but if a guy's a good dancer and it's a lot of fun and Mike was very uncomfortable with his abilities in that category as well. And he came to me the first winter that we'd been together for like six months and he said, um, <clears throat> he said, I signed up for dance lessons at the um, community center near Aww. where I live. And I said, you did? Why did you do that? He said, because I know you love to dance and it's important to you. And Aww. I'm, oh, <laughs> and that just melts me. I know. And I said, well, do you want to take them by yourself or do you want me to take them with you and he said well I'd love you to take them with me but they're in the middle of the week and it's up by where I live I said that's okay I think I can figure that out 
And so we ended up taking dance classes together. And it was really fun um, to do. Ray was a really good dancer, and we had a lot of fun doing that. But now Mike likes to dance. You know, he's like, he's never going to be Fred Astaire, and that's okay. (laughs) I don't care. I like I like that he tries and yeah. he, um, you know, we dance in the kitchen and we dance. I mean, we used to go out dancing a lot. That's the thing we miss the most. I miss I miss being able to go out to the to the clubs and listen to live music and dancing. That's because that's always fun and it's good exercise. And uh, anyway, it is. man, I feel like I need to take all of my life advice from you. Like you I keep telling, you right? keep saying things. And I'm like, I need to do that, or I need to stop feeling this way and just be like Deb. Like that's all I need to do. <laughs> yeah, right. That's <laughs> gonna be the new motto. Be like Deb. What would yeah. Deb do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, what Deb would do at 69 is way different than what she right. would have done at 30 and 40. So you may right. not. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're both doing just fine. <laughs> Oh, yes, I'm living with my father. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> well, I just had a toy come in the mail and he's like, what, where, what is this? There's really no return address on this. You don't even know what this is. I mean, this could be anything is he's like grabbing his knife and he's going to open it. Meanwhile, it dawns on me what it is. I didn't think it was going to be here from till Tuesday because that's what my boyfriend said he's the one who ordered it for me and it clicks in my head what it is and I'm like oh my god dad I know what it is just put it down (laughs) god that's hysterical well I know living with your dad isn't a picnic but I gotta tell you and I'm sure you hear this a lot you're lucky to have him Um, I really am my parents have been gone for a long time, and both of my sets of parents, because I was adopted, so um, I have a lot of uh, my mom, my mom, and my my biological mom and dad, and my adopted mom and dad are, are all gone, and uh, so and that's normal when you're my age. But I have to say that I have girlfriends who are my age that just lost their moms like this last summer. So, yeah, it's weird to grow up in your 30s and 40s without parents. You know, I can't sometimes imagine. And, sometimes and I have friends who have, and I just, yeah. I have friends too who have lost some of their parents just in the last five years, you know, and it's weird. Yeah. They're like, okay, our parents are getting to that age where. They could go, you know. Mine are, I think mine are right at your age, Deb, so. Yeah. Well, or yeah. I have a friend who lost her dad when we were in high school, and her mother, when we were in our early 30s, was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. So, oh, that's you know, and she's an only child. So the one person in her life who remembers everything all of her childhood memories is now losing all of that so she feels like she's losing a piece of herself too so that's that is 
is like its own different sort of heartbreak because she's physically present, but she doesn't remember. That's just devastating. I, I, I hope if I start losing my memories that way, that somebody just puts me out. I, I wouldn't want Lindsay to have to deal with that, you know, too, too much. Um, yeah. That being said, um, anyway, I think about my dad dating a lot at 80. I mean, he's still going. Is he interested? I bet he has women interested in him. Right. He (laughs) always has. And I've never understood it, but. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have to understand. (laughs) I mean, my precious stepmother just. She would be it would be really hard for him to find anyone as perfect as she was you know like the only reason I have a relationship with him the only reason my brother has a relationship with him is because of her because she was like you Deb where she was like family is everything yeah and we're going to reach out and everything was enmeshed you know Uh, my older brother Trent who is her son lived with my mother my biological mother for a year in San Diego like just we because of her she was the glue that kept all of us together but he's also the product of two wives who have literally done everything for him but wipe his butt so when she was suddenly gone he like has no idea like just the littlest thing (laughs) like preparing his own lunch is this huge ordeal for him even three years later where I'm like you're taking stuff out of a plastic container that you bought at the grocery store and putting it on a plate I just meal prepped for a week and didn't bitch as much as you are doing (laughs) scooping stuff pre-made out of a container that you don't even have to heat up god yeah, so it's challenging. I don't think he has any interest. Honestly. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, there's that's the thing, you know, you get to be your 60s, 70s, 80s, although, you know that there's that thing that people say that there's a higher rate of um incidence of sexually transmitted diseases in nursing homes than there is anywhere else. Yeah. Right. The living facilities. Because there's always at least that one guy who thinks that it's, you know, that thinks he's Casanova and he's going to go in there and just make it, all the, the dudes, all these man. little women's dreams come true. And when you go to those places, you know, you go to those places and at lunch or something, um, and there's a guy, there's always a guy at a table that's surrounded by like three or four women <laughs> at lunch, and they're just it's pretty funny. I can't uh, imagine ever being that, but um, yeah, I I would hope I'd be the woman sitting at the table that would have like four or five guys that were like <laughs> finding finding her fascinating, rather than the other way around. But including whatever. one of the young attendants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, Jenny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's God. Oh. 
I think I've had a crazy life. Someday I'm going to write a book. You should. Mm-hmm. I really think I, I really think I need to, but I don't know where to start. And that's a hard part. And there's a lot of stuff in it that if I'm being true to my life, that I might not want some people to know. So it's like, <laughs> maybe I just have to get it all ready to go and then somebody will publish it posthumously or something once I'm gone. Or maybe I have to get to the point where I really don't care. Uh, I don't want to embarrass Lindsay, but I I don't think she would be. I, mean, I don't I think, think so. Yeah, she would be like, Mom, really? <laughs> <laughs> she knows a lot of it already, but. You know, because I, you know, I used to cater rock bands back in my 20s. So, I mean, I have stories. I have good stories. (laughs) I have an Eric Clapton tour jacket that I gave Lindsay (laughs) that I got. We may have to, we may have to have you on again for those stories. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Deb will be a regular recurring guest. (laughs) We'll cover her 20s, her 30s, her 40s, her 50s. Yep. Oh, God. It's been a crazy, crazy life. Crazy life. Anyway, so. That's when you know you lived a good life. Yeah, I think so. It's not over yet. Nope. Clearly not. Thank you for letting us know that. More adventures to come. Oh, yeah. Right, definitely. I think the moral of today is just be like Deb. <laughs> Dance in the kitchen and, you yeah. know, be flexible, have sex. Yeah. <laughs> as often as possible. Right. <laughs> One thing I tell Mike and he just laughs. It's like, because sometimes, you know, guys still get hard ons in the middle of the night and stuff. And I said, honey, I'm right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> if, that, if that pops up in the middle of the night, just roll roll over. I'm here. <laughs> Don't waste a good erection. Right. I, that should be the moral of today's story. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it happens at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 4 a.m. Yeah. 2 a.m. Don't waste it. Don't waste that good erection. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Well, you guys are beautiful. Thank you for doing what you do. And uh, I'm going to go coming get on, on and talking about sex and dating in your 60s and 70s. Yeah. yeah. Good to see you. You can find us at uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. And be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can email us at blameitonthevag at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.